Oh my god. I'm back. Maddie Chimber Podcast Season Episode. I don't even label them anymore because it doesn't matter. I'm on five. Episode five. I'm proud of myself for getting to five. You know, I missed another week. I was on the road. I couldn't bring my laptop because my laptop is the epitome of a piece of shit. And... It's like you're not going to bring an old dog on a plane. It's probably going to die. I didn't want to fucking bring this thing. And next thing you know, it's... Someone, one of the stewardess tells me it fucking dead in my bed. I don't know. That wasn't funny. Anyways. Good to be back. I was on the road doing shows. So I was like, you know what? Eh, I don't want to take a week off. I should have... I should have done an extra episode and then had it in the bag. And then I could... Uh, sorry, I'm yawning during this thing already. Is that how boring this is? Like, if I'm yawning, you guys have for sure turned it off within 45 seconds. That's a terrible trait as somebody. Imagine someone on the radio just yawning. You'd be like, what are you doing? What job should you not? Like, a dancer just stopping and be like, give me a second, all right? I'm fucking, it's like, you think it's boring for you? Imagine the people have to listen to this. Anyways, I was on the road doing shows with my buddy Drew Lynch, America's Got Talent, Phenom, heartthrob amongst the teens. He let me open for him. It was pretty badass. Did some good shows in front of a lot of people. You know, it was good to get out of Los Angeles where people are grouchy and don't want to laugh at things. No, they do. Actually, the crowds here aren't bad. I don't know why people always say that, but it's fun to go on the road. Terrible day there. Fucking flew there. Mind you, I had a 7 a.m. flight from LAX. Got up at like 4. That sucks. Went to bed at 12.30 the night before because I cannot... I'm not an adult and I can't get to bed at a reasonable hour. I don't know the last time I had eight hours of sleep. Anyways, um, got to the airport. It wasn't bad. Like, waking up early, I can deal with, you know, it was just the fact that it was that early. Once you got on the plane, I was like, you know, this is fine. Relaxed. Had snacks. Watched uh, YouTube on my iPad. Fucking flew there. Flew to Maryland. Had Arby's for lunch. Oh my God, this trip is going so well. How could have it gone wrong? Well, my friend missed his flight, and we were supposed to get a rental car together, which would have been fine, but I ended up getting to Rochester, had to get a rental car for myself, which was not a big deal, but uh, basically never done it before. Go to one booth, I go, can I get a car? They go, no, and I was just like, all right, and then fucking Avis or Budget, fuck Budget. It's called Budget because they give you piece of shit cars. They gave me this fucking Ford Focus Mind you, it cost me like a hundred bucks to go one way for an hour and a half. I'm like, how does that even make sense? I almost felt more apt to go goddamn hitchhike. I was like, I'm not going to give you a hundred dollars so I can drive your fucking piece of shit Ford Focus. Mind you, it was 10 degrees and snowing, which I was like, whatever. I'm from Connecticut. I know how to drive in this weather. It's not a big deal. And next thing you know, I'm driving... I don't know what happened, but it's like since I haven't driven in snow in forever, the snow was going across the car, and me driving straight, it was the most dizzy, terrifying experience. Like, remember, I'm not gonna, I remember being in Connecticut driving in the snow and just seeing that car going in the slow lane like a bitch, and I was just like, how can't you drive in this? What are you, a pussy? Like, it doesn't make sense. And then cut to me in Rochester trying to drive an hour and a half to Syracuse. And I literally was doing 45 miles in the miles an hour on the highway, having, like, 18 wheelers pass me, fucking old people in vans pass me. It was the most – I was legitimately terrified and embarrassed. What an awful feeling. I don't know any other circumstance where you'd be terrified and embarrassed – 
unless you're getting mauled by a bear and it, like before you die it pulls your pants off like I can... <laughs> imagine dying like an embarrassing death so like not only are you like fuck I'm dying you're like oh I'm kind of embarrassed right now <laughs> Just getting hit by a car and your fucking dick falls out and people are like, ugh, so small, not knowing you're dying at the same time. Okay. Next thing you know, I'm driving to Syracuse. Fucking almost, I legit almost pull over and then for the sake of my manhood, I just go, you know what, I gotta stay on the road. I'm not gonna fucking pull over because one, I have to make the show. I was already cutting it close. They already bumped the show back a half hour. And two, I'm not a pussy. And if I pulled over, I would have just canceled the show. And... Or I would have just picked up a puppet because that's what bitch people do. I would have went and gotten a puppet and done my show like that because no man, tough-ass comedian is going to fucking pull over in the snow. But it was a pretty shitty experience for me. Anyways, get to the show. That was fun. I was just exhausted. Slammed a couple beers. And when you're tired, I feel like being tired is like a perfect pregame in the sense that when you're wide awake, two beers do nothing to you. But when you're on the verge of falling asleep, if you slam two beers, you will... Yawning again, there we go. You're gonna feel fucking drunk. I went on stage just making a fucking fool of myself. It was a very fun show. I had a great time. It was just a long half hour set. Whoa, half hour? Yeah. Next you know, get off. Everyone has a good set. It's a fun show. And mind you, in Syracuse, it's, again, 10 degrees, probably colder. And now it's really snowing. It's been snowing the whole show. I walk out to my car and we go to get in and I'm backing up and I'm like, why does it feel, you ever like back your car up or drive it and it just feels like something's not right? Long story short, there was a fucking flat tire, 1230 at night, middle of Buffalo and I just wanted to go to bed. Like that, all these things happening and it was just the most terrifying, it was like, like miserable like you ever just be so fucking miserable that you genuinely just don't know what the fuck to do it was basically all those things i was embarrassed terrified miserable tired and then you gotta call some fucking dick at budget this lady's grilling me with questions like i did it i'm like and the bullshit is when i was leaving when i got the car in rochester they didn't do that thing they do where they walk you around the car. You know, typically they'll bring you out and, like, walk you around the car. These fucking idiots just gave me my keys, and I'm like, whatever. I was more worried about just getting on the road. And then actually when I was leaving, I was on the highway, like, probably, like, 15 minutes away from when I got uh, Rochester, like, when I left. Uh, it said, like, low air pressure, and I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then it went away, and I was like, all right, whatever. And then looking back, I was just like, those pieces of fucking shit. And what, like, ten things running through my head when I was on the phone with a lady. Mind you, I was like, yeah, so what's the deal? Like, can you even fix this? They have to put, have this, like, random tow truck come put a spare on. And then they were like, oh, yeah, then you got to drive it back to the budget. Mind you, they're closed, so I have to go the next morning when we're supposed to be driving to Albany to do another show. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's – if you have to tow it and then add a new tire, that's when it starts to get expensive. So it's like on top of this thing already being $100, I was like, this thing's going to cost me $300, and I'm going to go to budget and punch everyone in the face, even the women, the children, anyone in the vicinity of the budget. I'm going to blame it on them. So anyways, these fucks come, put our goddamn tire on. Mind you, like, we're just like – oh, it was just fucking disgusting. Cars packed – 
freezing. These cars take like an hour for the heat to turn on. So I'm sitting in a cold fucking car. Mind you, I'm wearing my L.A. sneakers, which, what does that mean? It means shoes that you buy out here aren't ready for the rain or water. Like, I walked from the fucking, the comedy club to the car, and my feet were soaked. I don't know what's going on with these shoes, but they don't fucking keep water out, and it's a pain in my fucking ass. Anyways, sitting there wet, cold, miserable, embarrassed, sad. I had to pee. I think I had to shit. I don't know, I'm just going to say I did for the sake of the story. Finally, they get it on, and we go back to the hotel. Mind you, the club owner wanted us to actually drive to Albany that night to do radio at 7.30 in the morning. It was 12.30. Albany's two and a half hours away. He wanted us to drive two and a half hours to make sure we're up for radio. So that means we would have to get the car fixed, drive in the snow for two and a half hours. I can barely handle it for 45 minutes. That was how much it was... It was snowing on the way to fucking Syracuse. Um, so just, like, rather than, like, worry about our safety, that's the shit that bothered me. It's, like, rather than him being, like, you know what, it's snowing, you got a fucking spare tire, go back. It's, like, they're greedy and, like, can you go do radio so we can sell five more fucking tickets? It's, like, fuck you, dude. So then the next morning, finally we get back to the hotel I pass out. This guy's calling at like 7 in the morning. Mind you, we didn't go to bed. We didn't get home and go to bed till like 2 in the morning. So like five hours later, I'm finally sleeping. Mind you, the night before, I didn't sleep. Didn't sleep the whole plane ride a little bit maybe because I was anxious for the show. Do all this shit. This guy's calling me five hours later like, hey, so just want to check in, see where you guys are. Like, I'm like, bro, we're not going. Like, what are you talking about? Fuck yourself. Like... No one's going to do fucking radio. No one listens to the radio. Yeah, they do, but I was trying to convince him it was not a good idea. And I embellished. I was like, you know, you can't drive on these things. This car, tires, and a brake, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so that was a shitty day. And then uh, and then everything got back on track. It was just the fucking traveling's the worst between flying. I hate, like, whenever I go to the airport, I don't mind the drive to the airport, which I know, why would anyone, but it's typically a long drive. It's just like, once you get in there, knowing I have to, like, take my shoes off and basically undress and then redress myself, go through this bullshit, lug back. It's like, just get me on the fucking plane. I just want to sit down. From once you're, like, in your seat, it's fine. I don't mind that. I can almost relax. I can watch shit on my fucking phone. You know what I'm saying? All that bullshit. It's just that, like early phase it's like how do we not have like a more efficient system there where it's like maybe i you can make something where i don't have to take my fucking shoes off do you ever think about that it's so weird because i went to one airport once and i remember it was in the middle of nowhere and they didn't make me take my shoes off and i was like wow did tsa maybe fucking get their shit together and we don't have to take our shoes off anymore and then now from that point on every airport i've ever been to you need to take your fucking shoes off and i'm like Either that airport was just top-of-the-line innovative or they just didn't give a fuck so much where they're just like, I don't care, get on the plane, leave. Which seems like something I would do if that was, like, my job and they're like, do we really have to take our shoes off? I'm like, nah, you don't have a knife in there, do you? No, we're good. Okay, you're fucking fine. Just go on the goddamn plane. It's like how, even, like, the fucking, and I don't want to sound hacky and be like, all these fucking, because I don't mind the agents there. It's just the fucking process is brutal. You're like, this is so fucking annoying. It's like, why don't you just make 
Uh, I don't fucking know. It's like, just make sure no one gets a fucking gun or a bomb on the plane. Like, I'm pretty sure no one's going to sneak something in their shoe. And if they do, it's like, isn't that the point of, like, those detectors? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to... So, a metal detector goes off. It's your shoes. Then you take them off. Why do you have to do all that beforehand? Maybe because it would fucking hold up the line. I don't care. Then fucking hold up the line. Then everybody sees... Okay, this guy clearly has shit in his shoes. Then we'll fucking... Then everyone just makes fun of him. You ever see, like, a way people get redressed after they're fucking go... They go through, like, the... Uh, after the security. It's just, like, the very... The most uncomfortable, like... They just got touched. Weird. Do these people, like... When you take your belt off, put it back on, like, right away. Like, you don't need to be mid-airport still with an unbuttoned belt buttoning your shirt. It's like, why are you walking and getting changed? Just stay where you are. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the creepiest things you can do in public is adjust your belt. You ever see somebody, like, nowhere near a bathroom and they're like... I looked over, this guy's, like, fucking undoing his belt. It's like, I don't know what it is about that. It's just, like, signifies just, like, creepy shit. You're like, what are you doing? Put your fucking belt back on. Don't make it look like you just pissed in a bush. Because we're nowhere near a bathroom, you weirdo. Why am I so miserable? I don't know. I've been painting all morning. Is that a bitch thing to do? Maybe it's because painting is the most frustrating fucking thing. I did it. I was like, you know what? Early Saturday morning, let me make a coffee. Had a shake. I was like, let me just start doing watercoloring, which <laughs> is the fucking worst thing you can do. There's like the thing with painting is it's like a up and down of one second. You're like, this is the night. This painting's going swimmingly. Nothing looks bad. I'm happy with it. And then all of a sudden you're like questioning your brain. I was just like, am I like, like, am I fucked up in the head? Like, I can't. This looks terrible. Like, the thing with, like, drawing or painting, it's like, I just, I found a picture online, I go, alright, I want to paint this. But yet, like, I'm looking at it, but then when I look at the page, I'm like, what happened from, like, me seeing this, touching paint, and then put, trying to do that on the paper, and it just looks like someone, like, spit out colored fucking shit. Colored shit, you mean paint? Dude, it looks awful. But then anyway, and then like 10 minutes later, it looks good, and then it looks bad. So right now, I'm just like mentally drained. That's why I probably don't make any fucking sense, because this fucking thing is just... I'm going to post a picture of it. That's going to be the photo of this episode. Season 3, episode Italian Street. I think it was pretty good. You know, it's one of those things where I think when you stare at it for a long time, kind of like with joke writing or whatever, if anybody does any sort of creative stuff... I feel like when you stare at something for too long, you kind of get too tunnel vision and you're just like, you know the bad areas. So then you have, it's tough to like, you got to step back, almost go away and not look at it for a while or to like read it or whatever. Like this happens with joke writing too, where you're so caught up in it. You just begin to hate it to the point where you're like, this sucks. And then you walk away and then you come back like an hour or two later and you read or see what you did. And you're like, oh, that's actually pretty fucking good. Like, what was I bitching about? So... I put it away for now. I think when this thing's done, I'm going to fucking blotch some more shit on there. It's one of those things where... I don't know why I'm doing it. 
I want to be like, and I, that's what my kind of goal with the podcast was. I just want to be able to do something like a few times once, like once a week. Like whether I do a painting a week, definitely the podcast once a week. I already said that. And then uh, it's interesting, interest, well, I can't talk. It's interesting to see like. Because we typically do, like, one thing, and then we don't do it for a while, then we do it again. But it's like, if you do it every week, you can almost see your body of work, what kind of techniques you do most, or what style. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see, like, what style I become. Same with the podcast. It's like, okay, what does it become more ranty, which clearly I'm just miserable every single one. Or with my jokes, that's why I do it every night, because you want to see, like, a trend, and you're like, oh, okay, this is what I write about. So, same with the painting. It's like, I want to see what happens with it. And, wow, this is so boring. I don't give a fuck, dude. No one listens to this anyways. Just do it for... See, this is my problem right here. Is I do these things and I'm more worried about people listening to it than me just going on here and talk. Maybe one episode I talk about painting the whole fucking time. And you know what? I don't give a shit. Ten people listen to this. And I thank them graciously. But at the same time, it's like... I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna talk about painting. You get too caught up in the the results of what you're doing and not the process. Because I feel like at the end of the day, it's the process of why we do this shit, not the... It should be the process, but everyone's so fucking caught up because like the internet these days, everything is just like do something and then see validation, whether it's a like or a fucking read. You know what I'm saying? So it's like with this, it's like... Okay, and that's my problem with painting too. It's like, oh, I want to do a painting and then within minutes I'm just like, why isn't it looking like what I want it to look like so people will look at it and praise me? It's like, no, that's not the fucking point. Same with this thing. It's like I'm here to talk shit out and just talk and just get thoughts out. That's all it is. If it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, I don't give a shit. Like I said, not enough people listen to this and I'm not fucking – because the second you try to cater to what you think people will like, you're not doing – you're not, like, creating your own unique fucking thing. So, like, if, if I was constantly painting what I think people like, after, like, a month of doing a painting a week, it's not going to... You're not going to see, like, something similar. It's not going to be about me. I should do a painting because I like it, and then hopefully people will like it. Same with the podcast or jokes. It's like, you should do it because you like it, and then people... And then you start to develop your own, like, voice or style or whatever, and then people will be drawn to you for that. So many people, and this is what I, it's a very fucking wobbly thing where it's like some second, one second I'm doing, I'm like, okay, because I want to do this, I'm enjoying it, that's when I laugh at my own shit. Then there's other times where I'm in my head like, do they find this funny? And a perfect example, and I'm like, wow, is this boring? I don't care if it's boring. I'm talking about it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So that's my fucking two cents. Back to painting, because that's what I'm going to talk about, because literally to my left I paint, to my right I paint. Behind my computer, I have paint brushes, and then on my computer screen, I actually have a painting I did. So suck my dick. You gotta kind of walk away from it, is what I'm getting at. If you do it in one shot, good for you. And I think that's a goal that you can have. I think it's just a matter of putting paint on a paper, and then next thing you know, you're fucking. You get too. You want to fix it too fast and when there's wet paint and you're adding like a dark color where it should have been light or vice versa it's not going to work so you almost have to like chalk it up as a loss in that moment walk away let it dry and be like okay 
assess the situation. How can I fix this area? Whether it's add a color that's dark light, and then you can go from there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the better you get at that, it's just you know the techniques ahead of time. Like, basically what painting is, you put, and I feel like watercolor and oil painting are very different. Where watercolor, you're doing all the light colors, all the very light things, because that's a more diluted paint. So everything's going to come across as light. And then you're, basically as the evolution of the painting goes on, at like t over time you're just adding darker and darker colors to pop areas out. And stuff like that, which is a very weird way to think. Typically, when I paint something, you want to look at an area and you want to get it all done at once. Next area, get it all. No, you literally have to like almost in your head break it down. Like, okay, here's this color. These are all the light colors. Let me add those. Checklist, which sounds way easier. Like it's easier said than done. Next, okay, what's the next darkest color? And then you blah blah blah. But the problem is. You fucking put something down, it's too light and or too dark, you try to go add light, it's not you gotta wait for shit to dry, it's a fucking shit show. So basically That's what I'm working on. And like I said, with well, the better you get, you know the techniques, you do it better. See the thing with ba fucking oil painting is you do darks first. You do all the dark colors and then you're layering the lighter colors over it. Because with that, it doesn't have to do water's not involved. It's just the glopping of the paint. And it's easier because you're using typically less lighter colors. I don't know. Watch Bob Ross on YouTube. And if you don't know who Bob Ross is, fucking watch it. It's dope. He's this dude with an afro from the 70s who has the most soothing voice. That whole show, the audio is the most soothing like, it'll put you to sleep, but you'll also be very interested. Between his voice, the shit he says, paint being painted, the scraping of, like, an E... Dude, it's the fucking most, like... It's one of those things where, like, everyone has, like, a sound they hear that it relaxes them to, like, the max. This is one of those things where when I hear it, I'm literally... It almost puts you, like, you're, like, paralyzed because it's, like, creepishly soothing. And if you're going to act like you don't know what I'm talking about, you're a fucking liar because everybody knows what I'm talking about. What was another thing? When I was in elementary school, our, we called it media, which was basically like library, I think. This lady would read to us, and when she would turn the page, she would like do this thing where she would rub it and it'd make this like weird sound. And it was the most... like chilling not in like a creepy like scraping a plate with a knife white it was like this like chilling like noise that like almost made you like involuntarily stare and just zone out because that noise was just like so fucking like hip hypnotizing if you want to even call it that that's a crazy thing to think about it's like when we hear things like, old people's voices are, like, the most soothing thing. Some of them are. Some are, like, but some, like, old people voices are just, like, creepishly, like, relaxing. It's just, like, a weird fet. It's not even a fetish. It's just a weird thing I noticed. I think it's one of those things people are too scared to admit, even though everybody feels the same way. I hate when you try to, like, come, like, tell people this shit. And then they try to act like they don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, why are you acting like I'm crazy? Because then like five minutes later they go, no, I know what you mean. It's like, oh really? Because fucking five minutes ago you didn't. You looked at me like I was a fucking psycho. 
Oh, boy. I'm itching to get back at this painting, I'm not going to lie. I might end this thing in like a minute because your boy is just getting antsy. Come up pretty dope. I'm my tech. I don't I'm not super detailed. I am. Mine is just trying to capitalize on techniques where you got to have light colors and darks next to each other to make things pop up like pop forward and fall back and it's a good technique and I think it makes a good painting, so with that being said, I'm done. You know what, guys? This podcast was groundbreaking. And I feel like this is uh, something I'm... If it's not, ha- if you don't like it, you know, I don't give a fuck because I don't think any of you are even listening to this point. Um, take this with you sometimes. Don't do things because you think it's going to please other people. You got to do things for yourself and what you enjoy. And then people will come and be attracted to that. You know what I'm saying? Like the podcast. If there's parts where I think you don't think's funny, I don't, from now on, don't, I don't care. If you're doing work, whatever the fuck you do, and you think someone doesn't like it, but you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Same with my painting. If people don't like it, I don't give a fuck because I enjoyed it. Although it's an emotionally terrifying experience. Not terrifying, but very exhausting, whatever. I'm done. Goodbye.